I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, what's happening? Happy Thursday. Good afternoon and welcome onto the end of the bench. See, this is what happens. I don't do my own show for uh, two weeks and I don't remember what it's called. It, this is the bottom line, actually. The end of the bench was just a little bit ago. It's Groundhog Day. That was a big old strike right there. <laughs> I'm Choice Woodman, I think. That's not Sneed to my right. That is Matt Estison. If it is Sneed, he's changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Clint Scott across the way taking care of us. You two can join us. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions, whatever you got, bring it all in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 The Score mobile app and at 107thescore.com. What's up, Matt? How are we doing? I'm good. Fumbled out of the gate, but we're here. It's all right. We're here. We made it. It's okay. Uh, I got such high standards for you. It's okay if you slip up occasionally. Okay. Yeah, that's so, good. That, that's good. Clint, on the other hand, the standards are pretty average, so if he makes a mistake, it's, he drops. Well, I mean. That it, sounds like par for the course for me. Drop it like a Casey strip. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you know? No, stop it. What is a Casey strip? Never heard of it. Sounds like a joint that you want to stay out of. <laughs> sounds like a joint that's going to have a great breakfast buffet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. We got lots to get into. Obviously, uh, how much Travis Kelsey spent on Taylor Swift for va- for Valentine's Day. That's going to be on the list. Okay. Um, KFC rolling out their new pizza. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it? It's a lot more exciting day than I thought. The English language having 546 words uh, for the word drunk. Okay. All right. Do you have a favorite? No. Blitzed. Blitzed? Okay. Yeah. That's about to be about it. Okay. I like that one. That's so. a good one. So uh yeah, lots of, well, we might talk some sports too. Red Raiders in the in the hunt on the uh the basketball court for I'm not gonna say you're in a hunt for a big twelve title. You're a couple games back. I don't expect uh Houston to lose much down the stretch. But um but I look at what's in front of Texas Tech, and I I like what's in front of Texas Tech. You've got you got two home games left. You got three road games left. But the three road games are against the bottom three teams in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Your two home games against in-state rivals. Um, every single game there is winnable. Will Tech win them all? Probably not. But every single game left on the schedule is winnable. So, uh, like what Tech's got in front of them. And a chance to uh, to really up their seed for the NCAA tournament. No, I agree. Do you? Would you rather have a a two away wins, being that they're against Texas and Baylor, or would you want the? Or sorry, the two home wins, or would you rather want the three? Away oh, I'd, wins? I'd rather guarantee the two home wins. So, do, do like that. if I can lock up two games, those are the two. Yeah. 
If you had to pick one or the other, that would they're, be the option. They're, they're against better teams. Yeah, Texas and then number 11, Baylor. Yeah, I don't want to lose on the home floor to those teams, either one of them. Because um, protecting home court is is massive in this league. You've got to take care of business at home. Because you look around, the other top teams in the league, I don't see any of them losing another home game. I would be surprised if any of them lost another home game. Houston has been excellent at home. Kansas, while they've been bad away from home, they've been really good at home like usual. Um, and Iowa State. State. Did I just praise Kansas? You no. did. I made sure it was very backhanded, though. They, they've been yeah. bad away from home. Bad. Like really bad. bad. But they are. Like yeah. Two road wins bad. <laughs> yeah. And both of them in the state of Oklahoma, I'm just realizing. Yeah, they're Kansas is Oklahoma State champs. <laughs> Woohoo. They want that. Hopefully Tech can do the same thing. If they can't, that's where I'll be disappointed. Because, man, that, that result last night uh, came from out of nowhere. Did it, Am I seeing the right one? You know, that uh, that Cincinnati team. Losing at home to Oklahoma State. Did I see that correct? I have to. I had to correct. do a double take. Correct. Like, like I'm looking at men's, not women's, right? <laughs> that was uh, that was rather surprising. So Oklahoma State gets a road win, which no one expected. Uh, diminishes your loss at home to Cincinnati a little bit. So this this league is blitzed. They need to go home. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen any any night. As cliche as that sounds, that's exactly what happens. So. Uh, yeah, we'll talk some hoops. Uh, video games, anyone? EA Sports, college football, we get some more details yeah. for what they are claiming is the largest NIL deal in history, in the young history of NIL. So, Probably as a total, right, yeah, given yeah. every One player. large deal for everybody involved. Yes, it's the largest NIL deal out there. Like six hundred bucks a piece is what the and a free copy of the game and a free copy of the game. Which now, how have video games gotten so expensive? Seventy bucks. Like I used to be when when they went to seventy bucks baseline. Yeah, when they went to forty bucks, I was like, man, this is getting getting up there. I remember when the the Xbox games were like forty bucks. I'm like, no. I'm curious how they you know with in, anybody that's played in say football, the online dynasty mode was the best. Sure. Mode or the most popular, right? You get a group of friends, you play, you compete, and you recruit. That was always the fun thing. Recruiting. With all video games now, you you essentially buy the game, and that's like like Clint said, the base game is seventy. They go up to like a hundred and you know hundred bucks for one hundred twenty for the ultimate super. Yeah, if you want like model. in with this version, you yeah. get so and so team from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, and see, that's what I'm curious about with this is how are they going to tie in for people to play the game and add more money to their pockets right so like if you do an online dynasty do you have to you know pay whatever their virtual currency is to make your the university say you pick texas tech do you have to pay to make their university more approachable <laughs> use for, actual money for nil money say, do you have to put in real money but if that's, you want to actually that's win. how it is uh, when you play you know call of duty and you want an extra you know they call them skins for your player no. or that will be the biggest turnoff for that game like because i'm just excited well, people to have pay college it. sports i know there'll be some but for me that'll be like all right i'm out and that would be my whole thing is if you're however they did these negotiations is like any extra 
money y'all make, do we get a percentage of that, or is it just the flat $600, free copy, and see ya? So. You've just made my head hurt. <laughs> Those are the things I think about, because I, pl- I play quite a bit of games. Yeah. So, And I can't imagine a lot of the players turning down the, the opportunity to take the 600 bucks. Now, there might be some mega – I could see, like, Caleb Williams, if he was going to come back next year, being like, oh, I'm worth more than that. Yeah. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Brought to you by the Absent Sneak. You have no idea why that why I, that intro would have played. I hadn't looked at it, so I'm assuming this has to do with uh, Fat Will Hug. This was a request on the chat line, which you can also do, and we will always pass along to Kaylee, although she usually gets to tune in and has it well before us. But if you mm-hmm. do want to hear about an animal, let us know in the Exploring Center chat line. This from Kaylee. The next two dailies come by a listener request. And they should be a hoot. One of the most iconic Disney animal duos hails from the Lion King, featuring the meerkat known as Timon and the warthog known as Pumbaa. Today we'll focus on Were Timon. Were you a Timon or a Pumbaa person? I didn't know you had to be a team. No, you pick one. One of them. You pick one that you like better. My older brother liked Timon much better, and I liked Pumbaa. Probably because he passed gas, but... I think I was a fan of Timon's sarcasm Timon a little more. sarcasm, yeah. Pumbaa was more of my... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, the voice was. Uh, who was the voice? It was of Timon. No, Pumba. Uh, I can't remember who Pumba's was, but Nathan Lane was Timon's. Pumba was the the Al from Home Improvement. What's his name? The Al from Home Improvement. The movie. Oh, the fence. No, Al, the bearded dude. I know. Oh yeah, I was talking, I was thinking about the guy that was yeah. on the fence. Well, that's Wilson. That was, yeah, Wilson. <laughs> the owl. Al A W L O W L. Then I was thinking of Al, the actual. You don't remember? Show. Yeah, they were, Alf. That's what oh, I was okay. thinking. Oh. I was all over the place. I, no. I don't have the Lion King logic like you guys. Way have. off. Not even that guy. Keep going. <laughs> all right. So today we'll focus on Timon and the Meerkats. <laughs> the setting of the Lion King focus on the South African ecosystem where meerkats and warthogs commonly occur. Timon, whose full name is Timon Leslie Berkowitz. Didn't know that. Lives in a meerkat mob, <laughs> which can be composed of up to. Uh, I'm looking for a number of meerkats in the mob. Twenty thousand. <laughs> it was close, right? A little lower. <laughs> You're supposed to guess at this. I don't know. Three hundred. Thirty. <laughs> Thirty meerkats. Twenty thousand. Close. They're taking over. Meer- close. <laughs> meerkats are a type of mongoose. Known for their small, slim bodies and sharp claws for digging underground tunnels for shelter. While the Lion King does a decent job of depicting a mob of meerkats and their natural tendencies, they do exaggerate a characteristic. Standing on two legs. And talking, probably. Oh, probably. Was that right? (laughs) No. Oh, dang it. Uh, Oh, wait. No, you were correct. In the movie, Timon is often seen walking on two legs. While meerkats are known to stand on their hind legs, they only do so... When they sense a predator and need to stand up to get a better vantage point to spot an enemy. More often they will be seen walking quadrupedal like or on, on all legs. fours. All right. There you go. So there you go. Pumba, so do we get a Pumba, Pumba, Pumba one tomorrow? tomorrow? I'm assuming Pumba tomorrow. All right. Good. Wait. 
Do we have a show tomorrow? We have a brief show tomorrow. Yeah, That's it goes right. to one thirty. We'll have Kaylee's Daily to tomorrow. Okay. Had to think about it. Yeah, we have Tech Baseball tomorrow afternoon, the home opener. We will have a, a brief show tomorrow afternoon. Y'all keep chiming in. The thoughts, the comments, the questions. Someone says it's Kaylee's Daily's time. You have to specify Al or Owl. Thank you. My bad on that one. I was trying to think if there was uh, an owl that was just like on a tree, just constantly like, like making that. Uh, there is an owl in uh, Winnie the Pooh. Don't they just call it owl? His name's just owl. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. See? Uh-huh. Bullfighter says, what does uh, basketball fan Maddie Ice think about the 6,000 points scored in the NBA All-Star game? I stopped watching it at halftime. I thought it was great. absolutely I mean, terrible. Like, I'll just be honest. I thought... It's always Kudos had to you for making defense. it to halftime. Goodness, the, the the game was terrible. The dunk contest was so bad. You know, except for the guy that won it. He, I'm glad he won. But like I said, the dunks are just terrible. Like there's only so much you can do now. And I think we've yeah. seen it. Like start jumping over Wimbenyana. Okay, Shaq yeah. is too short now. The, like there's only <laughs> like put <laughs> put Wimbenyana up there and try to jump over him. Uh, what what do you think of your boy? Who had the lamest dunk contest of all time? Jalen Brown was absolutely terrible. It's like you, I know you said, and I agree. Like, there's only so many more dunks you can do, but he didn't even try those. Like his no look dunk was so bad. Like it was like a, a a terrible actor that went in there. Like he closed his eyes after the ball went in, and he noticed it went in, and then he did. Uh, uh, just terrible. He made a good point that like that's why all stars don't do the dunk contest because they're afraid of of getting shown out or or being made fun of, and and. 100% that's what happened to him. Yeah. The the best thing for that weekend was the the Steph Curry and Sab- Sabrina. Inescu, yeah. Yeah, that that was cool to me watching those two yeah. have a three-point contest. But other than that, I, I thought it was absolutely terrible. So I honestly think the I saw better or more creative dunks, and I'm not trying to exaggerate too much here. I think there were more creative dunks when Texas Tech brought their football players out to do the halftime dunk contest at one of the basketball games than what we saw in the NBA dunk contest. Yeah. Just it, more yeah, more creativity at least. And that's the thing that it was terrible. It's lacking nowadays. Um okay, so basketball question for you, Texas Tech basketball. What are your expectations for the last 5 games of the season? You got 5 left. We've talked about we talked about it a little bit at the front of the show, but um, I think you go four and one. You think four and one, and you lose to Baylor again. That's your expectation. You so lose to Baylor would be the most disappointing loss. If you're four and zero, oh, or if you've won five games in a row at that point, six games in a row, and your la- your loss is to Baylor, that would be a very disappointing loss. Even though they're a really good basketball team, just because what you had done behind it. But you would take that. Sure. Sure. That's, that's the, I just in the macros scale of things, absolutely, I, I would take that. I think it really, it really weighs on if if Washington will finish out the season and be healthy. And that's why I I'm, think that's why our guard play has has struggled a lot because we're asking them to do so much more. That's why I'm probably more nervous about this weekend's game than than the rest of them. Yeah, because I don't know Warren Washington's health once again. That obviously, the further you get away from it, the better chance you're going to get for him to play back, but. We, I mean, we we haven't seen him back yet. Last game against UCF, he was five for eight, eleven points, ten and, or ten points, eleven rebounds, and two blocks. They kicked your butt on the boards last game. Yeah. They were all over. They've got some big guys. Tech eked out a win against UCF at home. This is that. That's where I get nervous uh, about this particular. We game. outboarded them. 
Is that right? Forty four thirty seven. Okay, it felt like. But it. take away those ten, those eleven boards now, there you go. and yeah. you're down to thirty four. Yeah. So I mean, I I think UCF is one of the bottom four teams in this league, but I also know they've won some games against good teams at home. So, um, that's where I'm a little nervous about this one. Four and one down the stretch, though, I'm absolutely taking that. I feel good with four because I don't think that I'm with you. I don't think you'll go undefeated. But do I think UCF is should be a win? Yes. Texas here, yes, I do. Great shot. Uh, The Mountaineers and then Oklahoma State both away. I would be more scared about if I had to pick a a different loss outside of Baylor would be West Virginia, Oklahoma State, like that. For some reason, like falling in towards the end of the year, getting gearing up for the Big Twelve tournament. Any game away from home, and that's where I'm probably I, – I think I expect you to win both games at home, even though you've had some close calls So here. Texas and Baylor wins? I, I would count those as wins, but it doesn't matter the opponent. Playing on the road in the Big 12, to expect three wins in a row on the road is, is some pretty high expectations. West Virginia has not been a kind place no. uh, to anybody, but to Texas Tech in particular. Um, Oklahoma State – as bad as that basketball team is, and they are the worst in the league, they won last night. That building has been tough on Texas Tech, even in lean years for ten and five at home for Oklahoma State. So, yeah, to expect three in a row on the road, I think is is a pretty tall task, even with the three being the oh, the teams you've got. Second toughest conference in college basketball. Second toughest Big Twelve, <laughs> obviously behind right. the SEC. First. According First. to that one guy, whoever was calling the game yeah. last night. That guy's up. That, that guy. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness UCF doesn't have Taco Fall anymore. <laughs> Jump over him in the dunk contest. Yeah, that there would be that would be impressive. Yeah, I think he's in China somewhere playing. I still think Wimby's just as tall or taller than him, right? Probably. God. It's crazy how athletic Victor is That's when you think about unreal. how unathletic yeah. Taco is. Did you see a Space yes. Jam shot the other day? Where he literally reenacted the end of Space Jam and stretched his arm out and just threw it in from like a foot away. It's incredible. All right, y'all uh, keep chiming in. We'll get back to some more basketball talk, some baseball talk in the second hour. Matt, have a great day. Yeah. See you tomorrow. It's the bottom line on 100.7 score. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Glad to be part of your Thursday. You're listening to The Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score. 107thescore.com, the 100.7 The Score mobile app, which you can take just about anywhere with you. You can even listen in out in Village 7, Hawaii. What about on, Village 8? I don't know about that, but Village yeah. 7 for sure. Also on television, Fox 34 News Now, alongside Jamie Lint. I'm Choice Woodman. Is, do, we have Scott. A, do we have a, a shade we could put down? It's hard to do the show while watching, uh, staring directly forward, watching Clint feed his face. Oh, you want me to, you want me to try over? to talk through this leftover Arby sandwich? <laughs> you know... Oh, God. Think, really great I part. Think you Today, tell me sh- I'm wrong. I think you could add shade to the list uh, in here. I mean, we've been trying to get cable television for <laughs> four it's weeks. Impossible. 
So I don't know how quickly we're going to be. You get had shade, it for like two days. Idea. I don't know what you're complaining. We about. did have it for two days. You're yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But a so, nice, nice shade would be good there. I think you're right. That, yeah, that'd be good too. Uh, I think we need to get an electric. You know, the, we get real fancy. The the ones that go with a remote control, and then it's got to be on this side. We get to control it, and then whenever we don't want to look at Jeff or Clint or whoever, we just. I think I would enjoy down. going and twisting the little thing and just oh. watching it close in their face. Okay. Nice and slow. If you're right. Only if on our side we get the actual window to roll down. No. We definitely don't want that. Hey, uh, Jamie, I have a question for you. Oh it's not question of the day, but uh, it is a question, and it is today. Uh, does that area smell like pickle juice? I don't know what you're talking about. We need to... Uh, Do you sense pickleage in the area you're picklage. sitting in right now? No, I, I thought it smelled funky when I walked in the room, but I don't smell pickles. That was just Matt. Yeah, I just figured it was two was just Matt. grown boys in here. Well, it's a possibility for sure. No, now, do you want to talk about pickles, or do you want to talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> pickles. Well, too bad. Uh, Travis Kelsey spent uh, $16,000 on Taylor Swift for Valentine's Day, in case you wanted to know that, including uh, $7,000 on roses. Are they made of gold? $1,050 black leather Dior beret. $5,100 emerald green Bottega Veneta medium and Diamo bag, whatever that is. Horse name. I don't think we use all of that. And so Diamo would, bag, maybe. Saying that entire thing would take up the entire horse Bottega race. Veneta medium and, and Diamo bag. And an $1,100 wide-brimmed straw hat from... Celine Triumphe. Why is she spending the also a Hermes scarf for thirteen hundred bucks? Why is he spending sixteen thousand dollars on her? She makes way more than him. Like so, the other way she should be spending like a hundred grand on him, right? I figure if I just sat here and didn't say anything, that he would take a hint and stop talking about no, this subject. Look at it. This is, this um, but you're you... all wrong there, Choice. You're all wrong there. I mean, you're you make way more than your wife. Are you, do you expect that she shouldn't That's buy you accurate. any gifts? <laughs> That's not accurate, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you want her to still buy you gifts? No, I, I can. I can. No, say... I want me to buy gifts and just. I've learned from the Jamie Lent school of gifting. You just buy for your self and have her give it to you when it's time yeah do you not get brownie points though for just getting a gift for your significant other oh sure sure so why can't superstar travis kelsey do this there's no way he picked all these things out right someone some he's like hey you you look like a female go tell me what well you can't assume things (laughs) well maybe that is assuming things you look, exactly. like a female. you look like a female. Tell he me what like Taylor Swift would want. Yeah, that's probably what he what he went with. Uh, look at that. We just wasted four and a half minutes on of my life that I'll never get of back. Jamie's life. Well, I figured that would be your. We we could talk about Iowa State if you'd rather. I don't think this has been mentioned much. I, I I've kind of bounced around and you know been all over the state of Texas this week, but. 
so I don't know if people have talked about it. Uh, Iowa State losing their offensive coordinator. Did you see that happen over the weekend? I did not. Nate Shieldhouse, I think is how you say his name. He took off for the Rams. Went, went to go work for Sean McVay over the weekend. Okay. This is kind of a big deal. I it's mean, a good step up for him. We're, we're talking about Texas Tech, you know, a, a late loss of a coach and an offensive line coach. And while it's not a great thing, Nathan Shieldhouse leaving for uh, the NFL in mid mid February. That's you're replacing an offensive line coach versus replacing an entire offense that they have not hired out yet. That's a that's kind of a big deal for Iowa State, who did find some success last year when teams didn't or people didn't think they were going to have success last year. So they were definitely better than I thought they were going to be. I think most people, yeah, better. I think they were. Most people projected them to have four or five wins. They end up with seven, and and were a lot better, and especially replacing. A quarterback starting with a, a brand new guy in in Becht. Um this this is a pretty big loss for Iowa State, and it kind of went under the radar. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, they were a better team than expected last year. A team that you felt like um, you know would be trending in the right direction towards next year, and specifically the offense was better than I thought they were going to be with you know, with inexperience at the quarterback position, but mm-hmm. um, we all know that teams can turn things around quickly now in the, in the portal era of things. Sure. Uh, but I, I definitely don't think it's ideal time to be losing your offensive coordinator. And it's not one of those deals where you just bring in a coordinator and expect he's going to keep his staff. All the staff is still there and everything's good to go. Usually you're bringing in a coordinator. He's going to bring people underneath him that know his system and his style right yeah so replacing an an entire offensive staff at this point not the best case scenario yeah that's part of it is usually when you replace a coordinator there's going to be more moves made with it this is so late in the game it's kind of kind of hard to make more moves with it so whoever comes in almost have to go after a guy who has a similar philosophy yeah it, it whoever comes in you're kind of stuck with the people around the rest, you. The rest of the assistants on the offensive side. Yeah, so the the timing of this is what's as uh, tough as anything. And again, not to mention it was an Iowa State team that many thought maybe overachieved last year. So, or even if they didn't overachieve, they they did better than most thought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that it was uh, some interesting news to see. That's what they get for not having a baseball team. This but, is, hey, I'm less mad at them starting next year because we'll have another team that doesn't have a base. So you just want to split number. Yeah, and it'll be. <laughs> so you're cool with Colorado, yeah. I'm not mad at you. You just take away my madness for. Yeah, Colorado evened it out. And so there won't be everybody playing Big 12 series except for one team. So so we're cool with them now. Kind of. Cooler. Cooler. Yeah. I mean, we're not tight. I mean, it is Ames. It's always cool there. It's the bottom line on 100.7 score. You look like a female. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Glad to be part of your Thursday. You're hanging with the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Keep the thoughts, the comments, the questions coming in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll uh, get to more of that coming up. We'll talk some more Texas Tech hoops. Jamie has our question of the day in 15 minutes. Uh, Shelly says, please try to say Hermes again. I need that giggle. I don't know if I said it wrong. As a West I, Texan male, I am uh, pretty happy. I don't know how to say that word, if I'm saying it wrong. Unless... Could you play that clip again of choice? Nope, he lost it. Yes! Why don't y'all get a two-way tinted window for the producers? You look like a female. A two-way tinted window? Isn't that just a wall? That means we just can't see each other. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, I think that is just a wall. Math took me a while, but I think that. Uh, totally expecting choice to one-up Travis Kelsey by telling us how many thousands he spent on the lucky lady's Valentine's Day. One, she's not the lucky lady. Chuck's got the lucky lady. Mine's just the wife. And Just uh, the wife. I think that's the title you should go the wife from yeah. now on. No, use just in there as just well. The that wife. should go over very well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Maybe um, try just the first wife. No. We're, she's stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, wife number one. Start we're, calling we're her that now. We're in this thing for, for life. Um, okay. So, yeah. didn't. I don't even know if I got her anything for Valentine's. Yeah, I did. I took her to uh, watch three Texas Tech baseball games. This past weekend. What more could you want for Valentine's Day than that? Man, what a gift. The gift that keeps on giving. That's a gift that keeps on giving the whole year, Clark. Yeah. I could have got her a Jelly of the Month Club. I bet that would have been pretty good. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe. So, uh, how was your trip? How did you enjoy uh, six days in Arlington? It's good. Good yeah. enough. A lot of time around the ballpark. Yeah, that's always a positive thing. It is a positive thing. Yeah. Ballpark food. Uh, three although, and although you know, again, I, I'm sorry for complaining about this, but no, I'm with you. I mean, it was like how many different food options was there? Three? No, there's more than that. You just have to walk around and find them. I walked around the whole thing. Did you find the golden chick? That was one. Okay, it was not open the day. I, I'd heard that it was, but it wasn't open when okay. I went around that one time. I did that once just, I counted just those to get as the something. Three, though. Oh, that one? I counted that as the three. One of the three. There was pizza. Yeah, I Big, didn't find the pizza. E- enormous ripoff, though. Okay. Like, I paid 10 bucks for a slice of pizza. A slice? Yes, a slice. Thinking, you know, you're going to go get, like, the Sam's Club slice that's enormous. Because yeah. if, if you're going to pay 10 bucks, it better be. Uh-huh. Normal slice of pizza, I would like. I felt that's, I, I don't feel like I've ever been ripped off more in my life. Yeah, the $13 burger was good, yeah, and it came with fries. They have great fries okay. there. I mean, that's yeah, somewhat reasonable. The 10 bucks for one slice of pepperoni pizza, I felt like I mean, they just straight up robbed me. So, yeah, I did not see the pizza. Yeah, I'm gl- glad for you that you didn't. They had they had a few options, but I am 100% with you. I get the logistics of. Yeah, you can't open everything up because you don't have a full house. But heck, you gotta—I think you gotta do more than they have. 
Yeah. I'd say it's probably 25% open on the on the concessions for what what's there versus what they Sure. So everything else about the the tournament, the great. weekend, the multi-team event, I think is great. It was fun. Mm-hmm. The, the one other thing um and this is very you know, first world problem type of thing, but also we're trying you try to make the fan experience the best. Uh, on the enormous video board, you got plenty of room for showing what they've done up to that point. Yeah, that's in the game. You need that on there. I would guess that's them dealing with a skeleton crew or whatever. And possibly, yeah, possibly. But I still one more person to be able to do that. I think you you need the for a baseball game. You need to know sure. okay, what's this guy done up. Yeah. I, so I kept a book though, <laughs> or I kept. The Did you really? last two games. Yeah, the first game, because I was I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to have to go look at stat broadcasts or anything. I can just reference it. Yeah. And yeah, so that was, that was the old man. I was sitting next to this 70-year-old from Tennessee, and uh, he was keeping a book too, and you know, we fit, fit together. He was in a tracksuit that had to have been from 1990. I mean, it was full <laughs> on. No kidding. Head-to-toe tracksuit. It had the Nike logo that was old. I mean, just, it was impressive. Sweet. Which I felt like most of the Tennessee fans were somewhere in their uh, 60s or 70s. It's a big, big old fan base. Okay. And you didn't sit among the people, but pretty annoying fan base in general. Tennessee folks? Yeah. Really? I think that's just that there's an SEC arrogance that's there with most SEC teams. Not not Arkansas level. So I'm really annoyed by them and the calling of the hogs all the time. And maybe it was just because we were losing, but there was there's some annoyance there. So um how do you when you walk away from the actual game itself, games, five of them. Uh, do you view this team any different than you did five games ago? No, we don't want to overreact to baseball, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I would tell you three and two is, I think it's solid, it's good, but it's not, you know, just through the moon or excited, um, through the roof to the moon. All the all of the above through would it have been moon? better if you lost. No. One to a team that you shouldn't have lost to, no. and then one against a top I, ten team. I liked. I mean, I would rather take care of business than the one you're supposed to. I, I don't want to lose to a team you shouldn't lose to. Uh, Oregon, I thought was the this kind of the swing game because that's yeah. that's a good baseball team. It was. Yeah, that's a good baseball team. That's going to turn out to be a a solid win, I think. Um, yeah, a probable I, tournament team. Yeah, yep. yeah, and. Um, I'm not betting that UTA is, but I, I would think Nebraska has a decent sh- decent shot as well. So uh, I think I feel, I would tell you, feel better than um, I did going into it just because I feel like there's a lot of arms um, that, are, that project well for this team uh, that look like they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. I think the, I mean, let's, you had two really ugly innings yesterday and you had one really ugly inning on Friday. Right. And I think you had 20 walks and six hit by pitches on the weekend. All right. And like three quarters of those, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I bet half or close to it 
those free passes came in those three innings. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, I felt like, I mean, going into yesterday and the first four games, you had given up 12 walks and three walks a game. College baseball, that's, you'll definitely take that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I felt like you were throwing a lot more strikes and then yesterday happened in the third and then again in the, what was it, the sixth, sixth, I believe. Sixth, yeah. yes. Yeah. Where you had free passes and, and really, if you look at yesterday's game, the, the I mean, the biggest stat was not just the really the the walk, but the hit hits with runners in scoring position, and um, they came through in the big spots. They were four for eight. You were two for twelve, which shows that the fact that you had twelve opportunities shows that you were you were getting on base. You were putting a lot of pressure on them, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, obviously the better hitters usually do better with hitting with runners in scoring position. So I'm not saying there's not skill involved in that, but there's also just a, there's a clutch factor, but there's also a bit of a luck factor, you know, like getting your hits at the right time. And I thought Oregon state was really good at, um, when tech gave them opportunities, emphasis on gave with free Mm -hmm. passes, they made you pay. And I would say Oregon state's a little bit better than you are right now. And And I would tell you that I think Tennessee with their, High, high level of pitching is better than you right now. doesn't mean they're going to be at the end of the year, but I think they're better than you right now. And But you, I don't think you're that far off. So I think you very easily could – I felt like you were – I know you lost by six yesterday. Yeah. I felt like you were in that game more than I felt like you were Friday. Okay. Okay. You had more sense. scoring opportunities. You yeah. put pressure on them inning after inning after inning. Just couldn't break through. On Friday, you really just had one great scoring threat, and you came up with a two-run triple from Pompey. And so uh, I felt like yesterday's game, you played a lot better than that final score showed. Yeah, and I'll... even Friday, I mean, it's a 3-2 game going to the eighth. I mean, that's a nail-biter against a top-10 team. I'm sorry I'm not losing my mind over that. Yeah. I know, and then you do have the the three-run inning, and it, 6-2 feels completely different than 3-2, right? Sure does. Change the game, but... Um, I don't know. I, I feel better about the team after the first five games than I did going in, not knowing what to expect. Jamie's question of the day coming up next. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7. The score. Jamie, surprise take versus take today. That's a balk, actually. Move him over. So you guys are wanting to do the show without me? Is that what you're... There is no take versus take. Is that what you're suggesting? It's now time for Jamie's question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Sorry. Clint just likes to prank you. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. And everyone else in this building. Thought that was already Did you take my ducks? <laughs> I think he took my ducks. <laughs> that is such a random question. To so ask I got someone. I got to Fort Stockton the other day. I'm wasting time on accident, but uh, Fort Stockton the other day, and I opened my box, and there's three little like they look like rubber duckies, but they were plastic ducks, about one centimeter by one centimeter, centimeter, centimeter. by one centimeter. They are tiny little plastic ducks in my box. I don't know where they came from, but I loved them, and they I left them on my desk. I and bet now they're that gone. really quacked you up. 
Well done. Mm-hmm. I I loved your uh, dad joke on on the baseball broadcast yesterday. What was it? I don't know. I already gave it on. <laughs> uh, you were talking about all the players from Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking about all the all the tech players from Georgia and saying they must think J. Bob Thomas is, is a peach. Just a peach. Yeah. That was great. Well done. Well done. Bad joke of the day coming up in 15 minutes. And I haven't hopefully got to deliver. Than, hopefully, way better than that one. That was a good one. You liked right. it? Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm easy to please. Okay, here's my question for you two gentlemen today, involving Red Raider baseball. I want you to tell me the player that you were. Um, the most surprised with this weekend positively and one negatively. Okay. Um, and not just the weekend, I should say, through the whole five games in Arlington. I think positively surprised with – well, I don't know. I was surprised, one, that Trumbello made the start yesterday and then – Sorry, on uh, against UT Arlington on Tuesday, and then pleasantly surprised that he he did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he was my surprise for the weekend or for the whole whole five games. There, it, it's got to be Damian Bravo. He's walking out hitting four seventy four, I think, right now. And and to me, my guess going into the season was that Bravo edged Drew Woodcox or whoever else to to take that left field spot but it looks like based off of how the first five games have gone he ran away with it now there were a couple of defensive miscues i'm trying to remember what game that was there's a couple of defensive miscues it may have been the nebraska game i think it was the husker game um but other than that i mean what he did at the plate was phenomenal and he can't seem to come through over and over in big moments and yeah, a lot of two out, hits, two out hitting, doubles, in runs. Um, so I was, I was very pleased with what we saw out of Bravo. Um, my, my negative one, and you said what you had two really rough innings <laughs> in the five games. I think I said three. Three. Okay, sorry. <laughs> two of those three innings, Jacob Rogers was part of, and that's that's my negative one. I because he's a guy that. Coming into the year, I, I expected and still do expect Tech to to lean on whether that be midweek starts or or bullpen appearances. Um, but he he just really struggled. Couldn't find the zone um, in that first game against Tennessee, and and it was a three to two game when he mm-hmm. comes in and and really kind of takes you out of it. So I that that was the negative one for me. Fair enough. We share the positive split on the negative. Okay. Um, I was also very impressed with old double Damien and all 17 of his doubles over the past five games. Five? Oh, I was close. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I, re- I really did think uh, that was a a big surprise to me, uh, just how consistent he was with the bat. And, um, I, I mean, Choice mentioned, you know, some, some miscues in there, but defensively I still don't, you know, it's not like he was a – piece out there that I walked away worrying about or anything like that. It was more impressed with what he was able to do with the bat uh, in the first five games. Uh, my disappointment, I was deciding between Jacob Rogers and Gavin Cash, and I'm still going to go Gavin Cash. I know he he breaks that threshold and does get the first one home run on the board against UTA. 
Um, but I still think a, a slow start to him, and especially when we go, hey, we're watching his season, and I don't think anyone's going, hey, you have to get 26 home runs again this year. But how close can you get there? Can you get to the 20 mark? And I don't think the first five games are an indication that he won't be able to reach good numbers this year, but just with focusing in on that, a disappointing slow start for him. Yeah, and I, and I think you guys heard me say numerous times when it came to Gavin, something that Clint just kind of touched on there is that, hey, I don't, I don't know if he's going to get to 26 again, you know, just because he's a year older, you know, it's not like, okay, well, he'll do even better this year. He'll get 35. Yeah. I, I don't think that. And the reason I think don't think that is you notice the second half of the season, uh, Gavin's numbers went down. I mean, the scouting report was there. and. Yep. Teams figured out how to pitch him a little bit more. Now he ended up having a good series in Coral Gable, or not Coral Gables, but Gainesville, close enough, and um, Florida, whatever. Yeah, it's all it's all the same. And and, and hit the ball the ballpark a couple times there, and that that was great. But I, I definitely came into the season a little bit nervous about Gavin, to be completely honest with you. And I mean, so far, you know, first couple of days his at bats just did not look good at all. Okay. No, he looked lost um, at the plate. But um, it felt like it started to turn, and I think his ABs were a lot better. Yesterday he hit the ball hard twice and, um, you know, just bad luck, turned into double plays. One of them that I thought was going to be a hit. And got on, not only did the guy get over there, the All-American Bazana, and cut the ball off and take away a hit, but, heck, he ended up turning two. Yeah. So that dude's a stud. Absolute stuff. No, I so, think that was a big difference. In yeah, so I, I feel like Gavin turned a corner there, okay? Um, I felt like he was more dialed in at the plate where it was, you know, I'm not swinging for the fence every time. And so I, I think he's just got to, you know, he's got to stay in the zone more and get himself into more hitters count counts and then um, and then do work when he gets in those hitters counts. But I just felt like this weekend he was – he was swinging through too many hittable pitches, and um, that that was that was disappointing to see. But uh, I really like how I felt like his at bats were way better the last three games, way better. So hopefully, he's turning in the right direction. I would say the positive for me, the one that surprised me, um, I'm going to go with Max Huffling. Uh, I just first off, I was surprised with the energy and emotion. I don't remember that at all when he was playing against the Red Raiders. And I, I I liked the passion. He was fired up. He was, you know, I don't think he was, you know, was one of those guys where he's talking to the opposing team or whatever, but he, you know, he, he got excited. He his own dugout, yeah. 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 And uh, I'm, I'm here for that. Have fun with your teammates and all that kind of stuff and show some emotion and passion and, and – uh, I, I think Coach Tadlock has to, to be happy with that kind of stuff too. So I think he's a, you know, a weapon that you're really going to – it's going to be interesting to see how the Red Raiders use him if they continue to use him out of the bullpen uh, as a guy that can close out games for two, three, four innings, whatever, or if they end up turning him into a starter at some point. Yep. I'm not really sure. That may depend on how the other starters do. But he was, he was one of the big positive surprises for me this weekend. And – I'm going to say on my negative side of things, and again, it's just uh, the last couple of days were better, but, I, I mean, Gage Harrelson, the swing and miss was was large in the first few days. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, and this is a guy that's not like a home run hitter, right? I mean, he's a contact guy. And, exactly. And for whatever reason, he just, um, 
uh, he couldn't get it going early on, and now the last last couple games it's gotten a lot better. So that's been good to see. So, you know, hopefully that's guys, you know, him and Gavin, the same thing. It's guys, it's the first weekend, it's the first five games, whatever. Some of the pitchings that they saw was pretty good, and and maybe their timing's just off a little bit, and you're just going to see those guys once they get more reps and more ABs, they see the ball better, and um, they end up coming around. I mean, there's a – there's a history there with Harrelson. There's a history there with um, with Gavin Cash. There was a history there with Cade McGee, who by the end of the weekend was 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 crushing the ball, you know, hitting it yep. hard all over the place. So uh, it just takes a little bit of time for some of those guys to get going. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they've all turned it in the right direction, and we'll see positive things this weekend. Although <laughs> I don't, don't know if what you don't see positive. Yeah, don't, if you don't see positive this weekend from against Texas Southern. I was telling Choice earlier, <laughs> Texas Southern lost to Prairie View A&M on Thursday, 5-3. Yeah. to three. Good game, right? Prairie View A&M lost to Houston on Sunday, 27-1. to one. Ouch. Yikes. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.